1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Mike Clemens, thanks for the time tonight. Yeah, it was surreal.
2: It was kind of surreal. I'm calling you guys from a restaurant in downtown Indy.
3: What are we eating? And
2: uh, I had some uh, salmon, nice piece of
3: salmon. Mike, come on.
2: I, you know You're me, a fish I, guy. I, I I lost like twenty five pounds in the last year. I'm 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 le- leading a healthier lifestyle.
3: Well, right? I'm proud of you. I just can't eat anything that swims.
2: Uh, it's just. But I I'm reminded that when Sparky and I were down here, and there was a sports bar that was next to St. Elmo's. St. Elmo's is the place where you know if you don't have a reservation before Combine Week, forget about it because they got the giant shrimp cocktail and the steaks and stuff. But we're at this little sports bar. And we turn around. There's Jack Del Real when he was a head coach and, you know, a bunch of other NFL guys. And so, like, there's a bunch of scouts in here now that have, have come wandering in. And I, that night, Sparky and I were there, they're keen to do with a baseball cap and a, na- and a knapsack. And we did a double take, and it was Ted. It was Ted Thompson just walking through. <laughs> Cause he was going to take the skywalk back to the motel room. He wouldn't stop for a beer, but he came and said hi to us and all that. But that's the cool part is that if you go out to eat or something – you know, there's some guys over here with caps from the Colts, so they're probably scouts. And then they'll, they'll go watch the players work out tonight inside Lucas Oil. So Mike, how,
3: now I know we we got a lot of sound, and I want to get what you heard and, and the guys that you heard from here just in a moment. But for you as a guy that's covered so many of these, how do you like the new format?
2: I'm getting used to it. What we really like is, you know, our ability to talk to players so we you know we get up at about six and then we get into town and kind of fight the traffic a little bit, and and but by eight a.m. we're talking to players and uh, the good part is uh, you know access microphones and stuff like that for the technical part, uh, taking pictures and all that. The negative is that um, and like we discussed yesterday, um, you know when Gary was down here it was there was uh, more players where you could talk uh, casually, but now. They've got like 12 players or coaches talking all at the same time, and you'd like them to be spaced out a little bit more. I think what it does for the teams, though, is that the media doesn't take so long so sure. they can spend more time doing their work, doing their interviews. And instead of interviewing 60 players in a week, now they're limited to 45. But like Goody told us, he says, you know what, some of those days, if we had to interview 15 players in a day, you, you start, they all blend together. And if you're only going to take... 10 or 12 players in the draft, do you really need to talk to 60?
3: Yeah, that's when you start asking the ridiculous questions about where did your mom go to high school, what kind of soup (laughs) do you eat on Tuesdays when you're sick, all those nonsensical questions. But the questions being asked to Mike McCarthy about his football team now, a lot of it being made of what he talked about with Dak Prescott and the quarterback situation that he's going to have. But the play calling is really interesting. Gary and I were talking about a little bit earlier Stunned that he made that decision to go with Kellen Moore as the play caller.
2: Well, you know, I also kind of got a sense, you know, that uh, Jerry Jones, you know, it's, it, it's no different than Green Bay. It's like we're not going to spend money on a whole new staff
3: here well, there you go, necessarily
2: Gary. as well. Uh, the next thing is, you know, talking to Mike, um, and it was good to talk to him. Just visit with him, catch up with him. And he, he talked about that he went to four or five of his kids' basketball games in the last week. So he still spent a lot of time in Green Bay. Uh, soon, he, of course, he'll be living in Dallas and working at the offices of the star that Zenzel and I visited last year. Tremendous facility. You guys remember back in 2012, McCarthy thought he got to a spot where, all right, Tom Clements, my offensive coordinator, and Aaron get along pretty good. So we want Clements call the plays and I can be more of a game manager. Well, that lasted about four or five games, and Aaron started to complain that Tom Clements wasn't getting the play in fast enough. So McCarthy said then, I will never give up play calling again. This is who I am. This is you know why I'm in the NFL. I'm a play caller. Well, so now he's announced that 31-year-old Kellen Moore will continue as offensive coordinator, who Jason Garrett to him the job. The fact is, when this guy was calling the plays, they won from 11th to the number one ranked offense in the NFL last year. So McCarthy was asked, you said you'd never give up play calling.
0: I have a new job, so <laughs> uh, I, I get to start over and take all those never again statements back. But uh, no, I, I think when you just look at the, the big picture, um, you know, these decisions that, that, um, that I'm making, uh, particularly early in my tenure, I've had a lot of time to think about it. Uh, I've had a chance to study the opportunities that were in front of me uh, for quite some time, and, and Dallas was the one opportunity that, that was, was, was something I felt was important to keep the current offense in place because of the success that they've had in the past. You know, The productivity um, on offense is very high.
3: Also, uh, if we're going to keep the quarterback, he had a huge year, so why don't we keep the guy that he likes calling plays for him?
2: Right. Now, you know, so a lot of the writers are here from Wisconsin, including Bill Huber. He covers the team for Sports Illustrated. You guys have had him on the show. And he asked McCarthy, I mean, really, what's the last year been like sort of being this ghost, you know, the the guy who fires the Packers head coach? What's it been like, you know, living in Green Bay with that status in the past year?
0: Difficult? I don't think it was difficult at all. I mean, I... I had to go to rehab every day next to, you know, I went to the Bellin Titletown uh, Orthopedics. You know, it was right next door. So I got, to see, I got to see Lambeau probably three or four times a week. So, I mean, it's, it's part I don't know. Do you live in Green Bay, Bill? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, it's kind of hard to go anywhere up right without seeing a stadium. So, I, <laughs> I mean, so it's, uh, no, it was, you know, that's, that's where my, my kids are born and that's their hometown. And so, really, the, the year off was, was very beneficial for us as a family.
3: That is so fascinating, I and mean, to, well, to hear it like that. Well, and he's
2: just you know he's making jokes, and there was a huge media throng to cover him. And I said, Mike, you know you realize now you're the head coach of the Cowboys. You can't be this laid back guy under the radar in Green Bay for 13 years like he was. And, you know, you didn't see him sitting down doing network interviews. Mm-hmm. He's working for Jerry Jones, and he goes, ah, "I'm still going to try and make it about the players. Players first. I don't need to be you know have my mug out there." We'll see how long. Yeah, good have. luck
3: with that one, Mike. I love you, but good yeah. luck. Yeah. Mike, what about the Packers head coach as uh, he's also hanging out down there, now getting into a combine where, once again, he gets to be with the team that he coached last year with? Well, Matt
2: LaFleur actually given us an anecdote, a little bit of a look into, you know, his life and the fact that. Um, he went to the Super Bowl with the Chiefs against the 49ers because his brother Mike is the pass coordinator for the 49ers. And he said, "I didn't ever want to go to a Super Bowl again unless I was coaching the team that was in it." Uh, you know, he painful when he was part of the Atlanta Falcons staff that had that 28 to three lead against the Patriots and they lost. And he said he went last year because his buddy, his former uh, mentor Sean McVay, the Rams went into it, so he went to support Sean McVay and. They lost to the Patriots. And he said he talked to his wife, Brianne, and said, I'm never going to a game again. But when his brother's team got into the Super Bowl, he said that Brianne and Mark Murphy talked him into it. So he was asked, what was it like going to the Super Bowl 54 in Miami?
1: Yeah, it's it's not fun. Um, you know, when I first got hired here, I went the year before when it was in Atlanta, when the Rams play, played the Patriots, because, you know, I'd worked so close with Sean and, um, was there supporting him and I, I I'll never forget I told my wife I, was, I said I'll never come back to another Super Bowl unless we're playing in it and then here we are a year later, one game away from the Super Bowl and you got you have your brother in the Super Bowl and so between my wife and Mark Murphy there was there's a lot of voices in my head telling me that I need to be there to support him and so I, I did it, and um, you know it was it was definitely. You know, there's nothing like being in, in that game. And I've, I've had one experience myself being in that game, and, and we didn't come out on top. So that's always what you're striving for. That's what you're working for each and every day. And um, I don't think you'll ever be, I know I'll never be satisfied until, until we're we're holding that Lombardi trophy.
0: Was it the right yeah. thing to do, though? Did, do you feel it was the right thing to do? Yeah, absolutely,
1: especially with how that game went. And um, it was looking pretty promising for the, for the Niners there until the last six minutes of the game. And, you know, it, it's it's tough when you see somebody you care about so much. And, uh, you know, he was he was hurting after that game, so it was good for me to be there to support him.
3: That, and I can't even imagine, and then also a guy that he worked with so much, Kyle Shanahan, being in the same situation, going to have to answer all those questions after losing another one with some coaching questions, to say the least, Mike.
2: Right. And so then today we got to spend a lot of time with the players. Offensive linemen. You know, now we're talking uh, the
3: smart guys. Smartest guys on the team, also best looking, Mike.
2: But they are the smartest guys. And, you know, we were just talking about that here at dinner. When I was here with a friend of mine, Zach, used to work with the Packers, Knives with the NFL, and uh, just how bright those guys were. Because we had interviews with them this morning, and we talked to Tyler Briadish, who's the center, that you know, the part of that line that was blocking for Jonathan Taylor. But uh, we asked him why he's not going to work out this week at the Combine.
1: Um, I had a, a minor AC scope done on, uh, jan- mid-January, and it just not cleared yet to do uh, drills. I'm be cleared mid-April, um, so hoping to do something there. Um, but uh, otherwise, it was just uh, it, it never limited me, and anything. I just didn't want a lingering pain to be an issue on OTAs and rookie camps. Um, so I just took care of it. I care more about my health than, uh rookie camp and OTA. Well, that's a way to say it.
3: Also, uh, I think he's pretty firmly the number one center on the board. So, ah, let's not risk it.
2: Right, exactly. And then Quintez Cephas, the wide receiver for the Badgers, and Paul Christ. Um, You know, he he got the not guilty uh, plea uh, or you know decision on those two counts and said it was a crazy, weird experience. But, you know, he just was thankful he was able to get back and play for the Badgers this past year. And, you know, one of the things that was so much emphasized under Matt LaFleur this past year in Green Bay is wide receivers like an Alan Lazard blocking downfield for Aaron Jones. I said, you're going to hear a lot of that when you get to the NFL, if you get to play for Kyle Shanahan and some of these other teams that are running the football, Sean McVay. And I said, so, you know, did Paul Christ, you know, did you have a game? Uh, was that emphasized about blocking downfield? Uh, for
4: Jonathan Taylor, when you're at Wisconsin? Yes, sir. Uh, being a tough, competitive player in the run game and being a complete receiver was something that I wanted to do. Being at Wisconsin, um, it was the reason I made my decision to go to Wisconsin because I knew it would challenge me to be a complete receiver, uh, to be a run blocker, and be catch balls and make, you know, help change Wisconsin's offense to give them down the field threats. Um, and, you know, in the run game, jt we know he can get he can get to the second level really fast um and being in position is key um it can make a eight yard gain a 30 yard gain or a touchdown um so coach always emphasized that we're the difference um in the run game and we take that very seriously and you know that's definitely something that i want to do to separate myself at the next level um being a complete receiver
2: was there something paul Christ had t- 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 you told you in this past season like hey you're there you're you know hey, nice job and did you lay somebody out that they play back on film right
4: um one time uh, Kendrick was uh Kendrick had a uh in the round uh and against Michigan State and um I was able to get my block and I put the guy on his back and uh that was something you know the, the O-line like the O-line loves when they see receivers doing things like that blocking and you know fighting hard when the ball is not in their hands um you know and that's how you really gain respect um at that level, and uh, that's something that I really enjoyed.
3: It's also how you're going to earn uh, playing time in a system like this where the wide receivers are going to have to block that much in that outside zone scheme.
2: And, Billy and Gary, did you see that Cephas, you know, we're, we're talking to Cephas there, Three. he benched 225 pounds 23 times. Insane.
3: That That is just yeah, that's, huge that's awesome. strength, Mike. Yeah, that's huge awesome. Huge strength.
2: Man. Good. Okay, six yeah. foot. Uh, oh, yeah. I think he told us he weighed in at 202. 23 times mm-hmm. that's awesome and then and then the, another big star of the day man you got you know Alabama here, you got Ohio State but man Jonathan Taylor takes to the podium huge huge national media group around this guy. and he's talking about you know you start thinking about your life how did you get here man? You're in, the, you're in the combine now. They're talking about you maybe the end of the first round, maybe in the second round. And he said when he was in Salem New Jersey, there was another guy who ended up with the Badgers and then scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl for the Eagles, you know, named Corey Clement. And that was kind of his inspiration to decide on Madison and
5: not the other schools. Well, that was one part. Uh, Corey Clements from Glassboro, New Jersey, which is about 25, 30 minutes away from Salem, New Jersey. So going into high school games, watching him tear through South Jersey, seeing him go to Wisconsin and have success at the, the highest level of collegiate football, thinking, oh, he's from the same area as me. If he can do it, why can't I? That kind of put Wisconsin on the map. and had me following them. Um, once i found out wisconsin was a top 20 academic institution that kind of was a deal breaker for me because i'm like i get the best of both worlds i'll be able to have you know an elite education as well as an elite uh, athletic experience to be able to challenge and compete with guys around the country
3: top 20 academic institution i i can tell gary's smiling over there as uh, everybody's hey, we, gonna we graduate players man. graduate yeah get into yeah. the nfl and graduate yeah. and also uh lift weights as well. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor also uh, can run quite fast as he helped the Wisconsin Badgers track team this year.
2: 6,000 yards in three years. I think that was a record. I mean, Gary, that dude was so at ease around 150 reporters. Oh, yeah. Uh,
5: yeah, that's where we do it at Wisconsin. And, and so was Quintes Cephas. I mean, he yeah. answered some great questions. There was a lot of hard questions asked by him, and he was very well-spoken.
2: So JT, you're Jonathan Taylor, you mm-hmm. know, he's asked today, hey, so when you guys have to line up and run that 40, now in prime time in the NFL Network, what are you shooting for? Uh,
5: really trying my best to, to crack that 4-4. Four, four. I'm going to make sure that, you know, show that I have that long-distance speed. I mean, I'm sure it shows up on film, but on film, usually when a bigger guy is fast, it kind of looks like he's really smooth and it doesn't look like he's moving as fast, which makes sense in a deal, but and you look at the film, I'm running away from people. Yeah, he he absolutely
3: him running away from those two safeties in the Michigan game. Mm. I think you could just play that one on on track and just have it go with a loop. Mike, he's going to be able to run away from guys at the next level as well. But that made me laugh
1: out loud. They said, hey, watch the film. Watch the I'm film. running away from it. Yeah, come
3: on, That's man. the toughest part about this, man, because a lot of people are going to say, wow, well, the film looks different. And I like the guys that just say you're trying to see what it verifies the film says. I, I heard Brian Gooden can say you're just trying to verify the film a little bit more. Uh, wouldn't mind seeing Jonathan Taylor in a green and gold jersey. I'm just saying that. Mike, appreciate it. We'll talk hey, as thanks, uh, Mike. this continues down at Indianapolis. Great work, man. Thank you, Big Show. Yeah, buddy. That's Mike Clemens joining us from the NFL Scouting Combine on the Wendy's Big Show. 105.7 FM, The Fan. He joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Has your passion outgrown your home? No. The Great Midwest uh, Bank Home Renovation Loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com. Simply local lending since 1935. You could spend the weekend
2: doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.